1: שני מלך מלכי המלכים הקדוש ברכו שהוא נוטש שמיים ויוסד ארץ מושב יקרו בשמיים ממעל ושינתו זו בגובה מרומים הוא אלוקינו עד עוד אמת מלכינו אפס סולתו תובת אורתו וידתה היום והשבותה אלהובך כי השם הוא אלוהים בשמיים ומימעל הארץ that well, we did not as the people of the country and we did not as a man of the dead that we did Tu are the wise and the learned? Who are the mighty? tu Him, kings, princes, and rulers, the glory of God. Who are the ones who ascend to the truth is that 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 the truth No. Be Shammaiim Vayar and Keren Le'amodam Delay <laughs> I am a mir khatami lahmaa <laughs> ataka meo daela titeinte the day taver of the narrowte samna masada tikahyu I am the Lord of the Lords, the Lord of the Lords, Vishishi dawin zikhe aresha dinas da kor, maha kor lakani o ni, holy adar lebusha, bati Part of the the Al Ali for Beta, Matsu
2: Mary,
0: Friday morning at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM in Rockland County. Thanks for listening around the world at org. It's Friday on this June 28th the 20th of Tammuz, Erev Shabbos, Parshas, Pinchas, with candlelighting time at 8.13 on this Erev Shabbos. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start. Where you are, 74 degrees, 88% humidity, winds of south, 11 miles an hour. Scattered thunderstorms, plenty of them with a high of 83, low tonight 72. Maybe the same for tomorrow with a high Shabbos, 84 degrees. Yerushalayim at 84, Tel Aviv at 81, Haifa at 82, and a lot at 100. Up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Missora getting ready for an amazing uh, staff orientation Shabbos with 64 degrees. We're at 74 here on a Friday at J.M. and the AM. It's a good Friday for us because we've got right after J.M. and the AM, which will, of course, include um, Malcolm Holmline and the weekly update and uh, Rabbi Yudin. Uh, Aside from uh, our regular Friday features, at 9 a.m., Naomi Nachman is going to be live from Gourmet Glot with cooking demonstrations and a whole bunch more on Table for Two, which follows J.M. and the AM every single Friday morning. You'll be able to see it. You'll be able to hear it. Uh, Go to nachomsiegel.com check it out. It should be really cool uh, as we do that to starting at 9 a.m. this morning and then after that's over, we'll drift into our Erev Shabbos music mix on our stream all the way until candle lighting time. J.M. and the A.M. Matis has announced what he's doing on Sunday. J.M. Sunday has been one of the most amazing developments of season number one of the Nachum Siegel Network and this coming Sunday, uh, Matis is not disappointing just like he is not disappointing us any week. Breaking news for JM Sunday. There will be an extended discussion with Professor Lauren Schiffman, Vice Provost at YU and Chair of the International Jewish Committee for Interreligious Consultations. Professor Schiffman will discuss his visit this week with the Pope. Based on what he told Matis so far, it promises to be a fascinating conversation. We'll also talk about the three weeks and what people don't really know about the history of this time in our calendar. The discussion will, be, will begin right after the 8 o'clock news from Israel, which takes place in English. Uh, Sunday on JM Sunday, so check that out. He will um, he'll he'll do an extensive interview. He'll probably spend the entire half hour with Dr. Schiffman. So make sure to be tuned in between eight and eight thirty Sunday morning with JM Sunday. JM Sunday. I'm going to be on the road at that time. I'm going to try my hardest to uh, tune in. Plug that old iPhone into the dashboard and just listen. That's what so many people are doing, leaving it in there all day long, all night long, with great quality programming on our stream. At JM Nineteen minutes before seven o'clock. Good morning. It's JM and the Am with brand new music from Zemiros.
1: Oh, <laughs> the Lingam Mitzvot zeh yilchali, leyom sheki loy, leyom the loy. Shabbos, Shabbos. Mitzvot zeh yom shoyim bray, Mitzvot you shall be the Oh, yo Yo, 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 yo. He is not he, Maha. You for
3: give me,
1: for me, Lishi, big dad, see Fatai Chami, see Maha, you forgive me, Maha, you forgive me. Live big dad, see Fatai see ya yeah uh-huh. The boy, you boy, you see. you The boy, the The boy, the Raneni tzadikim ba'shem. Raneni tzadikim ba'shem. Laishu di oh mo yo 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 yo. no wo wo, no sehi lo. Raneni tzadikim Kane ni sa di kim bashe Lai shuri mo yo 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 lai No vo vo no vo vo se hi lo hoydi di yoi hoi di yoi hoi di Hoi di la shemehinol Binai zamri lo Oi di oi oi di oi hoi di Oi di, di lashem me khinor B'nai b'e do soi zamri lo Shiri Shiri loi zamri Zamri loi sihi Me khoni soi Shiri Shiri lo, you zamri, lo, you shiri, beham, ifle yo's son. Behang hilai ni, ashemelo ykai ni, beahabu we vrudsoin, beahabu we vrudsoin, shabos ko chechu, shabos V'ha-n-chilayni, Hashem Eloi kayni, V'yahavu v'rutzon, V'yahavu v'rutzon, Shabbos kachechu, Shabbos <laughs> kachechu. Ve'yuni chivoy, kol yisruwa, Ho'im ekad Oy me ka chai shemechu, ve yuni chiba, kal yisrua. Oy me ka chai shemechu, oy shemechu, shira mahalos, aleikunususi yen Ay lechu nusuzi esaynan Hayyoshvi bashumohin Shira ma'alot Ay lechu nusuzi esaynan Ay lechu nusuzi esaynan Hayyoshvi bashumohin Hina ני ני אבודה מליאת דודי ני ני כיי ני ני שיפחו הליאת in a Kia Yavudim, a Yadav in a Kia in a Shivho, a Yaha Kivita Kahai Nai Nai Ni Elashem <laughs> So, Bolon
3: of
1: Suvani, Kaila <laughs> like me, I'll you. Who shy best never see. Bes him, covey go. i Besim khoy vi goyan <imitation> ki shair-e nisham re nunan <imitation> le vi ay vi khoyadan osti sana galashe shabasaoy lasham ki shair-e nisham re nunan Osti San Agalashe Shabosayo and Nash. You show it any shaman, Ona. Levi, I veho yada. Osti San Agalashe Shabosayo
0: and Nash. You show it any in the AM. Great medley of music from the brand new Zmiros a cappella CD that came out this past Sefira. J.M. and the A.M. with uh, Erev, Shabbos, parsha's Pinchas, and Candlelighting Time at 8.13. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are as we get ready for, a, uh, for the first of the three Shabbatot that are in the three weeks. You have this one, then you have... Um, Next one, then you have Shabbos Chazon. (laughs) Three Shabbatot in the uh, three weeks. Um, A minute before 7 o'clock, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU, Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmdm.org. Do our news from Israel coming up. 7.30, 7.30, we'll speak to Naomi Nachman as she gets ready for her 9 a.m. appearance at Gourmet Glot, food demonstrations, cooking demonstrations, and more. That'll be happening on our stream at jmnam.org. 7.40, Malcolm Homeline. We'll do our weekly update. 8.15, of our Udin is scheduled to a call in from the Holy Land. And as I said, at 9 a.m. on jmnam.org. Table for two with Naomi Nachman. Plus, right after that. Our incredible Erev Shabbos stream, that'll go today from 10.30 a.m. all the way until midnight. How do you like that? Golly, it's all in the background. News from Israel is coming up. Matis has an amazing edition of uh, JM Sunday on Sunday in his second hour at 8 o'clock. Dr. Lawrence Schiffman, who just met with the Pope, will speak about it in detail with Matis. Make sure to be on our stream Sunday morning, AM.org.
3: Galil Israel Army Radio 2pm newscast next. <laughs>
4: מונית במקום ההריסה אתמול נפגשו מנהיגי הציבור הערבי לדון במקרה ההריסה הזה וכן במתווה בגין להסדרת התיישבות הבדואים בנגב שעבר בקריאה ראשונה בתחילת השבוע הם החליטו להחריף את מאבקם ומתכננים השבטה כללית
0: בשמונה ביולי
3: חשש לאלימות ברחובות מצרים בסוף השבוע הזה עם פרוצ הפגנות הענק נגד הנשיא מורסי במלות שנה לתחילת כאונתו. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי.
1: במצרים גובר המתח לקראת יום ראשון שבו יציינו מלות שנה לכאונתו של מורס. תנועות המחאה דורשות ממנו לפרוש ולהכריז על בחירות מוקדמות. אבל מורסי טוען כי שנה איננה מספיקה לרפא את שלל של מצרים. ההפגנה המרכזית והנפיצה ביותר תתקיים מוחרותיים ליד ארמון הנשיאות, אך כבר היום יערכו מקדימות בחמה ערים.
3: בירדן הסתיימה פגישתם של שר החוץ ג'ון קרי ויושב ראש הרשות הפלסטינית אבו מאזן במסגרת של קרי לחדש את המגעים לשלום בין ישראל לפלסטינים. בפגישה השתתף גם הממונה על המסע ומתן ברשות, סאי בריקט. כתבתנו המדינית אילאיל איל שחר מוסרת שעוד היום קרי צפוי להיפגש שוב עם הממשלה, נתניהו. ענקית הגז האוסטרלית וודסייד שוקלת להקים את אחת ממתקניה בקפריסין במקום בישראל. כתבנו יונתן רול.
1: לפי דיווחים באוסטרליה וודסייד עשויה לסגת מההבנות שאליהן הגיעה עם נובל אנרג'י, קבוצת דלק ורציו ולבטל את הקמת מתקן ההנזלה בארץ. החברה הציעה בעבר לשלם מיליארד דולרים וחצי תמורת 30% מהזכויות במאגר לווייתן, ותכננה לייצא את הגז. אם תקים מתקן הנזלה בכפריסין, הדבר ככל הנראה ייתר את הצורך במתקן נוסף בישראל.
3: התחזית גם מחר בלי שינוי של ממש בטמפרטורות. ולסיום, לידיעת המתרחצים. הים כבר גלי ומסוכן, והמדוזות כבר כאן.
4: אין לנו דרך ללחזות בזה, ייתכן שהנחיל, כמו שנה שברה, שהרק שמועים שלוש יחלוף במהירה. אנחנו מקווים, ייתכן שזה גם ישאר או יחזור בעוד מחזוריות הקיץ, אז
3: زود دکتر درور انجل م universitat خیفا ممکن است دوزات شدیبرها یوم به جای تحلیل این افیتریگر. اول هدار شیفره. مثبت ادوار خفت
1: Transcription mm-hmm.
5: It'll be a minute, no, when I'm not, when i I'm not, Se velhame romacheu moquei não
0: Chazen Yassir Rosenblatt on this edition of the Neshama program with Norman Laster. I thank Norman for another great edition, and that is an amazing way to uh, kick off our three weeks uh, Friday programming with uh, Chazen Yassir Rosenblatt and some of his incredible selections here at JM in the AM. It's a Friday on this 28th of June, the 20th of Tamos. Good morning, all. Erev Shabbos, Parshas, Pinchas. Candle lighting time at 8.13 on this Erev Shabbos. <laughs> Matis tells me that earlier I said the Erev uh, Shabbos stream will go till midnight. I meant to say candle lighting, so don't forget that starting at 10.30 after Naomi Nachman live from Gourmet Glot, it'll be an Erev Shabbos stream from 10.30 all the way until candlelighting. Speaking of Matis, on JM Sunday on Sunday morning, Dr. Lawrence Schiffman will speak with Matis about his visit with the Pope. Uh, mattis is preparing uh, really some amazing questions, and I believe it will be an incredible conversation. Make sure to be tuned in, 8 o'clock in the morning, smack in the middle of the JM Sunday program. Uh, he'll do the interview right after the 8 o'clock news uh, in English from Israel, and then the uh, conversation will proceed. Should be interesting. I'll be in the car at that time. I'm going to try to uh, plug in the old uh, smartphone and... Blast the conversation throughout the vehicle. That's my intention. <laughs> Scattered thunderstorms today with a high temperature of 83, 74 degrees right now. Well, many of you have heard, and I know a lot of folks are excited because they'll be able to hear it and see it, about Naomi Nachman's appearance today at Gourmet Glot. It will include cooking demonstrations and really an expanded version of what she does on Table for Two every single Friday. She has one of the most successful shows associated with us and follows and M every single Friday on our stream. At jmandtheam.org, the Aussie Gourmet is Naomi Nachman. Naomi, welcome back to JM and the AM. Hi, Nachman.
6: Great to be here. I'm so excited. Well, <laughs>
0: this is this is going to be something. You know what's funny is is I am amazed at how excited some of the folks out there in our audience are. There are a lot of people very anxious to see someone like yourself. I guess they don't often see people in our own community uh, do cooking demonstrations and uh, hear what you have to say about the whole Procedure, So I'm sure you are preparing some very wonderful dishes for today.
6: I am. I'm actually calling in from Gourmet Glad I got here nice and early and we're uh, preparing everything. I just picked the beautiful meats that we're going to cook up and everyone's going to hopefully try to sample. I'm going to do some fish demonstrations. I have Brent Delman from thecheeseguy.com. He's got He's coming in and bringing us a beautiful selection of cheeses <laughs> to help prepare us for the nine days so we don't just have to think noodles and plain old cheese for, for the nine days. Just some really fabulous summer cheeses and some great recipes coming from them. And then I've got some food bloggers, Melinda Strauss and Elizabeth Kurtz, coming in to share us some great cooking ideas as well. So it's going to be such a fun show and always being in the you know, in the supermarket live with people, you know, is, is fantastic and seeing their, you know, interactions and we feed off that as well. So it's, you know, nice to come, you know, away from the beautiful Lower East Side into <laughs> Gourmet Glat is, you know, a whole different experience. So y-
0: so you do think that there are folks who do their Shabbos shopping on Friday morning, Naomi?
6: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I got here at 7, and in the mm. 20 minutes, half an hour that I've, I I got here, it has just been a slow, steady stream of people just coming in. You know, people don't want to be busy Thursday on a beautiful summer day um, you know, in the kitchen, and they kind of want to leave it to Friday, and you've got a large selection. You've got to make a lot of ready-made stuff, so you can come in and get ready-made stuff from Hapanash, or you can come and do your full shop of raw things and whip up some of your own recipes. You know, they've really got everything here, so it's really very exciting and to be part of that whole festivities on friday morning and you know they feel they're part of everybody's shop experience
0: with all your guests and bloggers and uh, and uh, folks who are going to help you with the cooking i don't know if 90 minutes is going to be enough today but uh I'm... yeah
6: we'll, we'll get it all in have some fun and then we'll all get out and you know do shopping or go to the beach or something now, <laughs> I, don't <laughs> know, to camp.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if this exists uh because it might be that everybody you know uh, tries to uh uh, to, to find the common denominator, common denominator, and, and cook at a simpler level, and they're doing it for for so many people who are watching and listening. But uh, are you one of those chefs that is going to demonstrate something very complicated, or you're going to keep it as simple as possible? Keeping
6: it simple. It's the summer. We don't want to be busy cooking. You know, in the kitchen, we want to get out. So these are really quick and easy recipes. One of them is a little bit a little bit more uh, complicated, but. But so easy, and that's what you know. I want to show people that if you see a bunch of ingredients in a recipe, it doesn't mean it's complicated. It really means just read it through, and it's so easy to do, and it's fabulously delicious. And everyone's gonna, you know, in the store, whoever's gonna be able to come in can actually taste it.
0: You know, there's some recipes that take hours, Naomi. You know that.
6: I know, but we don't have that today. You don't you have want, that problem. And easy, and you know, set it and forget it, as that old expression goes. <laughs> and
0: you know? by the way, and by the way, you mentioned cheese and fish and pasta for the night days, the blintzes are insulted and you forgot them. <laughs> the blintzes.
6: I'm sorry, Mr. Blintzes. We actually love cheese blintzes in our
0: house. I- isn't, cra- isn't it crazy that the entire nine days menu could be counted on one hand? That's like that's pretty bad, right? I know. I know.
6: And I, you know, I work in a sleepaway camp in the summer. I actually came home this morning to do our show. Wow. You know, from Gore-Mclad And, um, you know, we're always a little bit nervous about what the food's <laughs> going to be on like, noodles for lunch, noodles for dinner, noodles for lunch, noodles for dinner, times, you know, <laughs> nine days. So it, it gets a bit, you know, thank God there's Shabbos in the middle and we right. hope that someone can make a theme for us. But, you know, you don't have to think just noodles and cheese. Let's think fish, you know. Let's think, you know, out-of-the-box foods that, you know, parve. You can do a lot of parve things. You could do a fish barbecue.
2: Right. You know, because for
6: AHC, pick up a new barbecue, a pair of a barbecue, a small mini one. Make a fish barbecue with all the fixings. The, the, you can get some little in Gomelap. They sell like little crab cakes that look like their imitation, of course, right. crab cakes. <laughs> you, you know, you can grill those up and and with with uh, with slider buns and and sauteed onions and sliced tomato and pickles, just like a regular burger, but it's fish. So you, you know, if you think out of the box that way. You know, you're getting some really delicious food.
0: Naomi Nachman is with us. So even if you leave camp at 5 a.m., you still walk in completely enthusiastic for the show, huh?
6: We're always talking about food. I'm <laughs> always jumping up and down. Is I that say, is that what you're doing in camp? Is it culinary? Yeah, I teach in Camp art. I'm the culinary arts program. I started it about seven summers ago. Wow. Um, and I baked yesterday 1,400 cupcakes <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it was fabulous. If you, you can go onto my Facebook page and you can see some of the gorgeous cupcakes the uh, girls made in Camp Dina.
0: Unbelievable! Oh, that uh, leads to the, the the famous question that I always ask. So, would you rather bake or cook? What's your preference?
6: Cook. Yeah, really? I get asked that all the time. And
0: That's- and and, it, and it's by and, it, and it's uh, it, it cook is the winner by far.
6: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm not a big dessert person. I don't have a big sweet tooth. I like food. I like bread. I like pastas. I like cheeses. I like fish. I like meat. I like potatoes, you know.
2: Wow. Uh,
6: you know, I'm not so much. I will always try to order a dessert and I have a spoonful of it. I right. I, I, I like food. No, I
0: understand that, but 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 in terms of creating it, you'd rather... Yeah, you'd I'm uh, more
6: about the, you know, creating a really cool, funky appetizer as opposed to a really cool, funky dessert.
0: Where do people find all your stuff? Uh, the website is...
6: TheAussieGourmet.com, A-U-S-S-I-E, Gourmet.com.
0: And uh, there they'll find recipes and a whole bunch of free information?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I also write in the Jewish Home every week, which is a five-towns Queens paper. I think sometimes I even see it in Brooklyn, but... Right. Um, or people can email me at, Nahum, at Naomi at um, they can, If they have questions about recipes, I'm always happy to answer them.
0: Hmm. All right, folks. It's very simple. If you're anywhere near Gourmet Glot in Cedarhurst, it's the Gourmet Glot in Cedarhurst. Today at 9 a.m., right after J.M. and the A.M., go in and say hi to Naomi, although she's going to be pretty busy, so if she doesn't wave to you immediately, you have to be understanding. Uh, She'll be doing interviews. She'll be doing a whole bunch of conversation regarding food, especially food at this time of year. And on top of that, she'll be doing cooking demonstrations, literally on the spot, showing people what to do, allowing them to taste it. Should be very interesting. And as you say, Naomi, because it's early morning Friday at a massive kosher supermarket, the crowd is already building, huh?
6: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so excited. I hope everyone will come down or tune in on the web or on the apps. Or oh,
0: we'll remind everybody between now and 9 a.m. Thank you, Naomi. Good luck today.
6: Thank you so much,
0: Naomi. Shabbat, Shabbat shalom. shalom. Shabbat shalom. Sorry about that. Naomi Nachman is the Aussie gourmet, and at nine o'clock this morning. Her cooking demonstration and Table for Two program will take place at Gourmet Glot in Cedarhurst. We'll have the option not only to uh, give you the audio, so you can hear it on the stream at But If you go to my website, you'll be able to actually see everything that's happening. I know a lot of people, I, I heard from p- folks this week, they cannot wait to see what is happening since they can't make it to Gourmet Glot this morning. J.M. in the a.m., 74 degrees, scattered thunderstorms, a high temperature of 83. We have amazing programming all weekend long. Not just Friday morning, but uh, Saturday night. Seagull with Rummy tomorrow night. Three week style. J.M. Sunday. Mattis is going to be doing the uh, conversation with um, uh, Dr. Lauren Schiffman, which uh, we are looking forward to. Dr. Schiffman just met with the Pope. Mattis has that exclusive coming up on Sunday morning. So there is a lot going on, and there's a lot to uh, and there's a lot to um, uh, discuss. Uh, you can imagine on the on those very topics, and Mats will do it on Sunday morning all right, Malcolm homeline with the uh, weekly update coming up, and plenty more if you keep it right here at j m in the a m
1: Ta'ali <laughs> hirati Ya kamatar, kamatar lichli Tizal katal imrati Ya'arov kamatar, kamatar lichli Tizal Don't do do they don't be smart, Ahret, don't give me fear. I not be blind, Dadara, don't be smart, Ahret, don't give Oh na 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 o na 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 I'm not sure Kli, Tizal Kata, Oli, Himrati,
0: Fix a, uh, a headphone pad. Unbelievable. You never know what happens in the world of live radio. Before Eve, with an amazing uh, array of uh, a cappella selections here at JM&AM, drop behind schedule with our weekly update. We're going to get started with Malcolm Holine in just a second. want to thank our friends at JewishWorldReview.com, who continue to recommend to their uh, readers our amazing our amazing web stream all through the week. Uh, if you're looking for incredible articles of analysis and news regarding the uh, Jewish world and otherwise, check out JewishWorldView.com, and we thank them, wish them, a Shabbat Shalom. Malcolm homeline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us for the weekly update here on a Friday morning. Mr. homeline welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. We've discussed this before, but I think it's worth repeating, and I know when it comes to good news, you always think it's worth heading back and reiterating uh, stories like this. Uh, how did it feel this week when you got another call, I would suspect, that a uh, an item from the era of the Second Temple period had been found?
7: Look, every one of these discoveries, coming as they do at the, this uh, sensitive time, reinforces the claim, the history, the reality in the face of all the delegitimizers, all of those who seek to deny the Jewish connection to the Holy Land, to Israel. Uh, we see repeatedly now the calls from the Palestinian leadership, from others, uh, seeking to deny any historical connection, and each of these discoveries is a tangible expression, I mean, it is the reality. It is, I think, Qadosh uh, Baruch is sending signals, but it's also a signal to us, to remind us of our past, to remind us of our responsibilities to protect these things and and realize that each of these discoveries is just uh, another step. And there's so much more yet to be found. The the finding of intact cooking pots and uh, small ceramic oil lamps from the time of the Bayashemi, from the second temple. And they were in a drainage temple that was uh, exposed from the Shiloh pool to the city of David, to the beginning of, of Robinson's arch, which everybody has heard about uh, uh, recently. And it, it, it's um, really remarkable because they say it connects to the famine that occurred during the Roman siege of, of Yerushalayim.
0: And if you want to Google it, folks, check it out. Uh, it's a cistern from the Second Temple period, and it's the one that was discovered this week. And it is so important to reiterate this because sometimes we lose focus about what t- what time in history we have the privilege of living in, and this is certainly uh, one of the good ones, as our history goes. Um, Malcolm, the uh, foreign ministry strike is driving a lot of people nuts. You know that Israeli consular services have been suspended. Uh, this is obviously the a, a very important time of year for Aliyah, for paperwork, for a lot of stuff that needs to be done. Have you heard anything regarding the foreign ministry strike?
7: Well, I have, uh, and I have expressed myself on it because I think that this is... Uh, uh, really outrageous on a number of counts. One, the fact that even consular services now are suspended, meaning that people going on the Aliyah, people who need visas to visit Israel, that foreign leaders have had to cancel their visits because they're not getting the services of the members of the Foreign Service to facilitate the visits. Uh, there was a Hungarian official this week. There were many others over uh, the last couple of um, uh, in the months that this strike has been ongoing. And the very fact that you can have a strike for such a long uh, period and people in Israel not only don't care but are cynical or skeptical about it is, uh, is troubling. The people in the Foreign Service are, by and large, people who, who uh, sacrifice themselves. When they go abroad, their wives can't continue their work. Many of them lose their pensions or uh, the continuity of their employment. They there have been scores that have been killed in representing Israel abroad. Many of them are very talented. They get paid very low wages, and I think the cynicism about it is is very unfortunate. And there should be some effort to reconcile these uh, differences to to regard the foreign ministry as we would our own foreign service um, in with the appropriate uh, respect. At the same time, they have to be realistic in the demands given the budget cuts, but. The fact that things could deteriorate to this point, I think, is very regrettable.
0: Because it, as long as it's gone on, it's only the last few days, right, that everything's been suspended, so to speak?
7: Well, uh, gradually they, they suspended ah. various uh, services. Uh, I, I, we were at meetings where the foreign ministry would normally be, be present, and they they don't come. I, I had meetings at the foreign ministry, and people there came in dressed casually. They, they were under instructions in the union, it guides them on all of these things and sets pretty tough restrictions, which, while uh, observed in the breach, I mean, people did still, members of the Foreign Ministry still, you know, did, did work and did come to, to work and were in touch with us and with others. Uh, the, the, uh, this escalation, this is uh, the latest step and the consular services, which were continuing right. despite the strike.
0: And no end in sight, right? Like, you, you wouldn't know if it's a day or a month or what, right?
7: Right now, nobody seems
0: to care about it. Um, the Prime Minister of Israel, a, a statement was attributed to him this week. I don't think it was a quote, but I think it was a report uh, that he said he would uh, release more terrorists. Now, this is in an effort to secure the release of certain Israelis, or, or, or for what reason would he consider releasing more terrorists, or more those who have been incarcerated for terrorism?
7: No, this is part of, this was supposedly going to be part of the deal with getting uh, Abbas to the table, but he has said that he will not uh, release. Abbas is demanding the release of prisoners again, and what Netanyahu that I know said uh, was, I know what's going to happen. He'll pocket this, he'll come to the talks, and a week later he'll break away and then make a demand for another release and another release, constantly seeking to up the, the ante for, um, you know, for negotiations.
0: Just trying to see what day I wrote it down. Unfortunately, I don't have the story. But it changes every day. Could it be that that I? It seems like I'm asking you this question more and more each time. Could it be that I saw a report? That said, maybe that Netanyahu was considering or, or was weighing... There were reports about that, yes. So he was weighing the possibility of releasing terrorists. Under... Is this all because of the Kerry pressure? And I think this is unique, and I've pointed this out before, but I don't think we've seen it as acute as it is now. And you'll tell me if I'm right or wrong. It seems that we've never been further apart in, in peaceful times for negotiation, I'm not talking about ceasefires that have to be negotiated, etc. And yet, it, and yet, the shuttle diplomacy it, it would make you think that they're near a deal. That's how often he's there, and that's how much he continues to keep the PA and Israel in the headlines regarding peace.
7: Uh, that's a good point because it's it's something that's created by the by the frequency. His fifth visit in in what uh, less than half a year, right? Uh, but it's not a lot of this is momentum and not action in terms of result or any kind of concrete results. Uh, I think it's important. They feel it's important to keep um, uh, the momentum alive, not to let this die because then everybody sinks into even harder line positions or uh, it becomes exploited, and, and you don't you don't want to give anybody the excuse. Clearly now, Kerry seems to be saying that Abbas. Is the obstacle? Netanyahu continues to say he's ready to come without condition, and Abbas's latest trick is to say that he's ready to sit down with Netanyahu and right. Kerry right. for talks about the talks. Right. So he's not really dropping the preconditions which he's demanding, which are about the uh, the sixty-seven borders commitment, prisoner release, etc. What he's saying is, I will sit down with talks so that he won't be take the blame. But he said, "But then, then he'll st- set the conditions for the talks."
0: Right. Um, it, it, we've. Ne- I mean, we never saw Hillary travel in half a year this often, unless we just didn't notice, right? Well,
7: when- she also went to different areas. This is his primary area of responsibility, and that's because of the
0: president, or he made it his. He, he made it his thing.
7: I would think that, the, but both are true. That he's always had an interest in the Middle East. He's always made this a, a, a key area of his involvement. Uh, but I think that the president sort of gave this area to him to to play with, um, and that other places like China et cetera are, are remaining in the with the, in the White House's purview. And remember, it's been complicated because you had the prime minister again resign the new prime minister when we spoke right. last week. Yeah, he just had, handed and it in right. his resignation. Then he rescinded, and, and he's right. back. He's resigned, and you see they don't have so quickly anybody to to replace him. They're also saying, you know, that meetings, that they don't want Jews in meetings, even with reporters. So the the true nature of of what the the positions that they're advocating become uh, uh, more and more clear if anybody who who really wants to see it. And then at the same time, you have his situation in Gaza uh, heating up, which puts pressure on them uh, as well. It's not directly, you know, it's not in their control. But when Hamas kills the leading Islamic Jihad um, uh, rocket chief. Uh, and then they respond, and, and in fact, the rockets that were fired on Israel was really Islamic Jihad versus Hamas, mm-hmm. not so much versus Israel. Israel responded, but the it, it, it was really an internal battle. And Egypt is working to close more tunnels, and uh, and somewhat successfully, actually. And the price of cement, for instance, as a result has gone from $95 to $217.
0: One second. So when you fire rockets and you don't intend to hit Israelis, is that considered a breach of the ceasefire or not?
7: Uh, it's a <laughs> breach no matter what.
0: Right? But <laughs> I mean, when you're aiming at somebody else, yeah, that but I didn't f- mean you. I really right, meant exactly. It so, so, what do we call that? That would have to be a Talmudic, Jackie Mason, moment. right? A tal- Talmudic discussion it. about whether the ceasefire has in fact been broken. Because I did see those words "befaris," as they say, in media sources that it was a break in the ceasefire.
7: Yeah, it's obviously a break in the right. fire, but sometimes, you know, it can be, they say, you know, just, the Israelis are incidental to most things
0: these days. And You can say that again. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web at org. Uh, Malcolm Homeline with us, weekly update. And uh, speaking of the Holy Land, I'm told that Rabbi Yudin will speak to us from the Holy Land uh, after this segment coming up regarding the uh, Torah portion. Uh, Malcolm, uh, the again, one of these things where, where people like when I put certain things on the agenda and I felt that I should follow up and do so. So the Supreme Court um, uh, makes a decision regarding the Defense of Marriage Act. Uh, our tradition, obviously, is... Um, Most closely, or certainly the the, um, more traditional end of our tradition is is most closely associated uh, uh, being against uh, the way the Supreme Court ruled this week. Do you fear that as a behavior that that traditional Judaism does not accept becomes more acceptable and more the norm, so to speak, and we become more the aberration, that's a a fact, I'm not giving an editorial here, um do, do you fear that that uh that it could be difficult for the Jewish community to continue to uh to be taken seriously in this context in this country
7: look I think that as long as they don't uh, there's, there's no attempt to infringe on the rights of those who do not agree although many people feel that the that the, when moral values and it's not just jews uh that they hold are are jeopardized or seen as uh, uh, what was I forgot Moynihan's exact term, but uh, you know, dumbing dumb of values, etc is as right. some people uh, put it. So, I mean, it, it, it is, uh, I know, a matter of great concern, and, and many people have raised the issues involved in, in a variety of the matters that have been uh, that are being discussed, and have some of which have been subjects of Supreme Court uh, rulings. But uh, it, it's the impact on society as a whole. I think that. Uh, people are focusing on. It's not that it, it infringes on rights. When it comes to particular institutions, though, certain hospitals and others have raised issues that it impinges on their moral values when they're demanded to do certain actions.
0: Right. But when you don't believe in something or you believe otherwise, it seems, especially with media pressure these days, that people start to look at you as, as haters, as... Uh, uh, as uh, intolerant and you know who wants labels like that on them
7: well, especially it's important about how people give expression and it's one of the reasons why I'm so I expressed concern about the, the nature of the exchanges and the rhetoric in Israel at times on, on sensitive issues and political issues and even between punk political leaders because you know it creates a public impression and the isolation can often be self-imposed
0: yeah that's true depending on how one acts and I'm not referring to uh in in reference to the way they act and expressing their point of view. Um, You were in Israel last week, as we know, and there are so many people, especially in the... uh uh, and the observant end of the... Or I shouldn't say it that way. There's so many people, especially in the, in the end of the community that's always focused on Israel, that are so concerned about this chief rabbi battle. And we know that every day, more candidates, more rhetoric, and we discussed a lot of it last week, you may recall. Um, in Israel, is it causing that type of aggravation? In other words, it, it, are these battles that are being fought in the media uh, ripping apart the country as some of us sometimes feel ripped apart when we read about it?
7: I, yes, absolutely. It's it's very serious. I was present at a, a wedding of uh, the Rav of the Kotel, and uh, Rav Stav was there and on the way out. I saw the, that he was harassed by uh, young people and others, uh, uh, and it's a subject of discussion everywhere, and because there have been overlays of accusations against certain individuals over the past uh, few days, um, uh, of people involved in uh, the rabbinate, and uh, that the this uh, the race absolutely has uh, a much broader ripple effect, and it and it tends to undermine further the confidence in the in the position. And for those who are let's say less connected, and who are skeptical anyway, uh, it adds to that skepticism and the uh, feeling that this is. Uh, uh, maybe it's unnecessary there are people calling for the dissolution of the chief and people calling for reform of it uh, so it, on all sides I think it's negative and it also pits groups against one another and they destroy people in the process
0: and I assume this will go on at least for another month till the election takes place it
7: seems it could go on for a long time by
0: the way do you know who who officially elects like what committee and how and
7: procedure or I do, but I don't want to get into it because I don't understand it. Right, it's a very difficult it's very, committee. It's complicated because <laughs> there's a council of the of the rabbinate with uh, people appointed, and uh, it's complicated. <laughs>
0: Um, and and speaking of battles, uh, the and I'm sure you've been involved in this one more than once. So we we read again about the EU and products from Judea and Samaria. They they want that on the label, right? They think it's consumer friendly to let people know that certain items that have been that items that have been manufactured come from Yudan Shomron. Correct?
7: That's exactly what they're saying is that this is not a boycott as it has been charged, but in fact just letting the consumer know that they can they know the origin. They don't bother. Uh, with Catalonia to do it. They don't bother in all the other disputed areas to make sure that it says exactly what the geographic origin is. And clearly it's meant to be discriminatory. What they don't realize is that it's much more discriminatory against Palestinians because they're the ones who are employed and who will lose jobs and uh, that the Israelis, the Jews, can move their factories across the Green Line um, and that... Uh, very often that punishing their own people, you know, you see SodaStream goes over a billion dollars valuation, right. despite being the subject of a, of a lot of controversy. So it, it is not to be dismissed. This is a trend we see that in Germany, people introduced the, such a legislation in France in the last two days, and I'm meeting today with the Minister of Interior there to, to address this issue. It is part of the delegitimization campaign, of the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions campaign. I've talked about it for a long time. It's here as well. Uh, there are people who are pressing for those kinds of measures uh, here. Thank God it's, it's not yet uh, caught on, but we should not dismiss it. And you know that in Europe there's a survey that shows that half of the Jews in Belgium, France, and Hungary are now considering emigration from those countries yeah. and from other countries as well. So it, it adds to the climate. It becomes part of the, you know, anti-Israel, anti-Jewish, uh,
0: efforts. Yeah, no question about it. And, uh, if we had time, you can go into the whole history. I'm sure you've been battling this for years and years. Alright, we gotta do Syria and Egypt, And but, but I gotta, just humor me for a minute. We, we know that uh, we have somewhat differing opinions on Snowden. Uh, But I just got to ask you, wasn't it obvious to the President of the United States that if he would start a public battle with Putin, uh, he would likely lose, that Putin probably would not back down to U.S. demands for extradition?
7: The U.S. was very careful in the way they phrased it, and they are approaching it, knowing that uh, they had very little leverage. And uh, Putin could argue that he never left. He never really was in Russian territory because he was only in the airport, which is international territory, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, he was never going to give in on the, on this demand. We don't know what information was transferred to to Moscow from uh, Snowden. Uh, this is a huge embarrassment. It's a story that's not going away. And the fact that he will find safe haven in Ecuador or someplace else, and will be able to continue to provide the information he has on four computers that he's carrying around with him so it it is uh, definitely a a matter of concern if I go back just one second because it's an issue that I know a lot of people have followed with us the Aldura case Mohammed Aldura and the case against the French television the report that came out in Israel that we reported on up two weeks ago three weeks ago that there was no mohammed Al outdoor I mean if, if there was no killing no evidence that Israel was responsible etc right. the French courts came out against uh, Philip karsetny who had charged uh, the French television with defamation for uh, accusing Israel and they ruled against him this is on appeal and uh, it's a, it's a very sad decision because clearly he was right and the uh, whether the, the language was exactly the right language to use or not is irrelevant. It's the message that this sends. <clears throat> it does not in any way undermine the fact that uh, the results of all the tests and everybody's examination is that Israel did not kill this guy.
0: So it may have been a semantics issue? that
7: uh... Well, it is because he used the term. If he hadn't accused them of uh, defamation, he actually won the, the factual. right. Truth.
0: We've seen that before. There's precedent to that.
7: There's always precedent.
0: Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and back to Snowden for a second. So he'll definitely find a country for safe haven. I mean, he's not he, he will not be hunted down and assassinated. Or we don't know.
7: Uh, well, the U.S. said they won't scramble jets right. to get it. But you don't necessarily need jets. is <laughs> willing to sacrifice uh, a very lucrative uh, financial arrangement, you know, special privileges with the U.S. and business trade. So clearly they're continuing.
0: I mean, don't you? You have to, you have to, as somebody who is who is enveloped in Jewish existence for all these decades, you you have to have some level of fear or paranoia about what he has revealed, about what what our uh, national government has done to uh, to know as many details as possible about every, about every citizen. Even it's got to. No it's got a, Can be chased. I know, but it's so, got uh, to uh, scare it you. Make it I mean, what does? It, I hate to ask you what it reminds you of in terms I, of. I
7: know exactly what you mean, and look, we hope the United States has certain has more restrictions. But unfortunately, what we've seen with the IRS with other things raises a lot of concerns on part of people. I hear it from them. I, I share it. We don't know how much of what we say and what we do is monitored or or can be used. Um, I hope that it's it's uh, restricted and that there are some, there are governors and controls. But you know, certainly doesn't appear that way by the initial revelations.
0: Did you read the cover of uh, the cover story of the New York Times magazine on Sunday? Not, no. All right. Get to uh, it. Get to it when you have a chance. Okay. Because you could even find it online, because it will frighten you about what everyone knows about everything, uh, especially those who are in Washington right now. Uh, they took it to a new level during this election campaign. They took it to the, the most recent one. They took it to a brand new level. Uh, are there UN peacekeepers in the Golan or not?
7: Yes, there are. On forces, uh, and they have been renewed, actually. But the, we, we, the biggest contingent, the Austrians, have been removed. The Russians have offered to send troops. Israel is always sensitive about which countries send troops there. That, right. uh, but the truth is that they've been largely completely ineffectual. Their presence is important; their their activities uh, much less so. They did not stop the importation of tens of thousands of missiles to to uh, Hezbollah in violation of what their uh, commitments were. So they're there. <clears throat> Hopefully they'll continue to be there, and even more so that they will really do a job.
0: And, and as the Syrian death toll continues to escalate into the six figures, it seems that it doesn't uh, stir anybody to intervene to any a greater degree than they have till this point.
7: Well, nobody knows <clears throat> exactly how to intervene at this point. We see that the Saudi Arabia is sending any aircraft missiles, <clears throat> sorry, and uh, the United States has said they're training and vetting fighters to to use the new weapons. They're sending in. I don't think that there's a shortage of weapons. I think that the you know there's been uh, a warehouse created of, of weapons, like in Libya, as I, I said in recent weeks. Um, the the Russians have just put the most advanced intelligence ship on the coast and uh, came to Syria through the uh, Dardanelles, from, from through Turkey. Uh, I think each of these things are, are an escalation. The Russians have said they've taken out their military, but if you read more carefully, they said that's except for those technicians and people training uh, Syrians in the use of Russian uh, weapons. Well, that's a good cover <laughs> for, for a lot of people. What we're also seeing, as I said before, was the, the fact that this is increasingly a Sunni-Shiite clash right. over history, over religion, over... Everything Hezbollah has acknowledged losing 500 people, or believed to have lost 500 people in Syria. They don't bring back the bodies because they don't want people to see it, uh, but they do it slowly. Uh, you have more than a hundred opposition groups. So when you say about the, you know, what you can do, the opposition groups are fighting each other, and even some of the refugees. In fact, thousands, if not more, have returned now to fight. At the same time, you have the influx of foreign fighters, and you see the Europeans expressing more and more concern about this issue that we discussed already many weeks ago, but they're always late in trying to uh, address these issues. Um, the, the, uh, but the internal divisions, we see Iran more active in Yemen. We see the, uh, the situation in Yemen deteriorating, certainly Egypt with this weekend. We'll, we'll come to that. Um, but it's, it's the situation in Syria could sustain for a long time. If you don't have big foreign intervention, the question is how much pressure will be brought to bear to get, you know, a no-fly zone or other steps. But the, the standoff is likely to be there for a while.
0: All right. Uh, why is Morsi going through all of this this weekend, and why has this uh, time been chosen to hit the streets and uh, express their uh, disappointment in him?
7: Well, the demonstrations on the 30th, because that's the one-year anniversary of his accession to power. There's a tremendous resentment uh, against them and the threat of the military uh, saying that they'll come back in to restore peace. The, and remember that they have a big vested interest in having 30% of the economy under their control. Um, there are many questions about uh, about Morsi's losing support even amongst the uh, Muslim Brotherhood. Some of whom want a Salafis, some of them who, who just unhappy. There are a million and a half people have already signed a petition for him uh, uh, to, to resign, and uh, they, they, their economy continues to spiral down. They're going to exhaust their fuel supplies by the end of the month and this is uh, going to raise the price of uh, fuel there again. Uh, The situation in Sinai continues to be of of great concern. There's still a high alert there. They've clamped down on on the tunnels more. They've done some stuff because it's hurting their economy and because the the, the smuggling, as we talked about before, uh, is uh, is impacting them. Uh, So the situation is a total collapse of the economy. The political... Uh, unrest, the inability of the Muslim Brotherhood to, to fulfill their promises. They have no experience. They they, they were thrust in positions that he didn't in, initially want. They didn't want to be the president first, if you remember.
0: Right. And we asked this question. And we asked this question a year ago, and probably two years ago, and a lot of times in between. Instability in Egypt—it's automatically trouble for Israel
7: it's always dangerous for Israel because whoever is in control at least the military and security are cooperating with Israel vis-a-vis Gaza and the Sinai um you could get somebody even more hardline come in, and the, and the total collapse there only feeds the instability and extremism in the region that is so prevalent.
0: So, can an objective observer say that Morsi has essentially kept the same type of relationship as his predecessors with Israel? No, no. no. At,
7: at, no. at this There's point, rhetoric is different. We know what his his true beliefs are. I mean, Mubarak kept a cold peace. Uh, I think it's much colder now under under the Muslim Brotherhood. And the Muslim Brotherhood, you know, doesn't stay in one place. They're trying to operate into other areas. And and uh, their rhetoric, their fundamental beliefs, uh, we know are are obviously very hostile to Israel. And some of the statements that leaders of the Muslim Brotherhood make o- on the ground, in practical terms, these are again those two troubling situations. There is more cooperation, and the military in Israel will tell or did tell me that, in fact, that they were not unhappy with the, the nature of the relationship.
0: Finally, you were in Israel last week. What did they tell you about a replacement for Stanley Fisher?
7: It's going to be Jacob Frankel, who was actually an old friend of ours, and was the... Uh, head of the bank from, I think, in the 90s until the year 2000. he's uh, w- w- subsequently was head of AIG and, and chairman of JP Morgan International. He's a very respected figure, and uh, so that he, he, he will, will uh, assume the position sometime, I think, in the fall. All
0: right, next week.
7: And the other yeah. position that's the hottest debate is who will be the next ambassador. It looks like Ron Dermer is again emerging as a as a primary candidate yeah I think my river announced it already this morning less than maybe
0: with my knowledge of Hebrew, it may have been just that he was the primary candidate I would say that
7: that's more likely he's the primary candidate
0: <laughs> and is he a good guy
7: he's very capable he's smart he was born in Miami he's, he speaks English perfectly he's been the closest to the prime minister so he knows the issues <clears throat> and every reason to expect that he would be he had some tensions with the administration but they worked it out I think during the president's visit to Israel uh, at least that's what the papers reported. So right. I think it, it, it could be uh, it could be that that will be announced. I think Ambassador Oren is leaving in September, according to the agreement he reached uh, two weeks ago. So from a Jersey boy, we go to a Floridian. Right. So you see the importance of Aliyah. You want to be an ambassador, go on Aliyah, and they said you're back.
0: That's amazing. You get the best of both worlds, huh? Well, yes, yeah, I hope. <laughs> All right, Malcolm, even though next week is uh, what everyone seems to consider the Fourth of July weekend, I am here, so hopefully uh, we will speak next week. God willing. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Malcolm Homline is Executive Vice Chairman. Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations joins us for the weekly update here on Friday mornings at JM in the AM. And when I said Mariv, I meant Oath. I, I should get the newspaper name straight first and I can start considering uh, talking about what they're actually reporting. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Pinchas with candle lighting at 8.13 right after JM in the AM. Naomi Nachman on our stream at 9 o'clock this morning with Table for Two live from Gourmet Gourmet in Cedarhurst. If you are anywhere near there, make sure to stop by and say hi. She'll be doing cooking demonstrations, which you could hear on our stream, and of course you could see it on my website as well. It should be a lot of fun uh, watching Naomi uh, conduct the show from Gourmet Glot, so you could check that out on the stream, jmandtheam.org. That happens at 9 o'clock this morning, and of course our Erev Shabbos mix all the way from 1030 this morning until candle lighting time. It will be remarkable, as it always is. Don't forget, Matis speaks with Dr. Lauren Schiffman this Sunday on JM Sunday. And uh, Dr. Schiffman just met with the Pope. And Matis will have some very interesting questions starting at 8 o'clock in the morning Eastern time this coming Sunday on our stream at JMNAM.org. I am highly recommending that conversation. Rabbi Udin speaks to us today from the Holy Land. Thank God. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomeri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Udin. Good morning,
8: Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. And here it is Good afternoon in Beit Shemesh. What a thrill it is to be here, and I really wish that so many more of you were here with me. But the greatness of Torah is that it transcends continents, and so I'd like to share with you a thought Regarding Pashas Pinchas, tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Pinchas, which contains, according to the Chinoch, six mitzvos. You have interestingly many of the mitzvos of the Korban Musaf that are brought on respective occasions, including Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, Pesach, shavuot Sukkos, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and you have as well the mitzvah of. To blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah is found in this parsha. After the incident of Benos Slavchad, whereby they are given anachala, an inheritance, inherits Yisrael, so shortly thereafter, that Moshe sees that, okay, perhaps now is an auspicious time to ask for his children to succeed him Hashem vetoes that proposal of Moshe and says that the proper fitting one to succeed Moshe is that of Yehoshua. But now I want to call your attention to the way that Moshe addresses Hashem when he is asking for the leader. And this is in Chapter 27 of Pashas Pinchas, beginning with Pesach 15, 16, says Moshe, You've called Hashem, Hashem should designate an appoint. And, interestingly, look at the title that Moshe ascribes to Hashem, Ruchos literally, the God of the spirits of each flesh, so Rashi tells us, what kind of a approach is this to Hashem? And why is he using this as a preamble for a leader? Lamanemar says, Rashi, Moshe says to Hashem, Ribono shalolam, Master of the Universe, Golui v'yadu alefanecha, You know, Daito shokol echad echod. You know literally the mindset, the intelligence, and literally the thinking of each individual. The Einundomen Zelozeh. And they are not alike one another. As the Talmud says, just like each person's facial appearance is different kishem she'en domos, similarly, kach ein deoseim, so too is each person's mind different and unique. And therefore, says Moshe to Hashem, Male aleim manig. please appoint for them a king, a leader, she'eis suvel kol echod Le lefi dato. That he be able to tolerate each individual according to his essence. And that Rashi is quoting from the Tanchuma. When, to Psukim later, Hashem says to Moshe, You asked for it, you got it. So what does that mean? A man who has, quote, the spirit... What kind of spirit are we talking about? What kind of an ability? Says Rashi, Kashe Moshe says Hashem, I am giving you what you asked for. Haloch an individual who's able to go literally Keneged against Rucho Echod So it's interesting. I want you to take note in the first Rashi. Rashi uses the term in Pasuk 16, she has soveil, kol echot tolerate. And in Pasuk 18, Rashi says that he shall be keneged, literally against the rucho, she kol echod echot v'echot. Blineder will return to this significant point of Rashi. The point that the Torah is telling us, that what is the definition of a Jewish king, and Jewish leader the definition of a Jewish leader is one that can relate to all and not just to any one particular group within the society but rather to be able to be the leader of them all now, listen very carefully we know coming from the first book of kings Malachim Aleph In chapter 3, Hashem literally makes and provides Shlomo in his dream with an incredible offer. Hashem says to Shlomo that he should literally make a wish. And Hashem would grant that wish. Okay? Now, let's be honest. If we had that opportunity to make that one wish, where Hashem says, in chapter three, verse five, "Shaal right? Ask, and that which I shall give you. Okay, so now watch, listen to the. We know the incredible answer that Shlomo gives. He says in Pesuk nine, "V'nosato le'avducha leiv Shomea. Give me, please, a heart that will be sensitive to listen, to judge your people, that I should know and distinguish, differentiate, okay, Who can literally judge this rather challenging people? And Hashem says, God is so pleased, because Shlomo asked for that. And what does he say to him? Because you have asked for this, and you didn't ask for longevity, and you didn't ask for wealth, right? And you didn't ask that you should be able to conquer your enemies. But what did you ask for? You asked for intelligence. I will give you number one, Lev Chacham benovon. I will give you intelligence that no other man had and there never will be a man as smart and as wise as you and once you only asked for this guess what I'm I'm going to give you also Osher. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you wealth I'm going to give you honor as well now listen carefully Shlomo awakes in Puzzle 15. And immediately this is followed by one story. It's a story that most every one of us is so familiar with. But before we talk about this story, amazing, ask yourself, was not Shlomo brilliant as an economist? And did he not take the economy of the people of Israel and certainly move it in a great way. And was not Shlomo brilliant politically and was not Shlomo brilliant in a military way. He was brilliant in every way. And yet, there's one story and one story only that reflects the brilliance and the chachma of this man. Namely, we're told starting with Pesach 16, two Women come to the king. Now tell me about these women. From what class of society are they coming from? Shtayim Noshim Zonos. Two prostitutes. They come to the king. And the first one speaks and says to him, You should know me and this woman. The two of us live in a single house alone. No one else in the house. And three days ago, I gave birth. And three days later, she gave birth. Both of us, no one in the house except for the two of us. And her baby died at night because she suffocated it by sleeping on it. And so what did she do? She took my baby from me while I was asleep. And she put it literally in her bosom. And my son, and her, excuse me, and her dead son, she put by me. I woke up in the morning to nurse my baby, and behold, it is dead, and I looked in the morning, and I saw, my goodness, this is not the son that I gave birth to, and the other woman said, no, the living baby is mine, and yours is the dead one, and this was back and forth, the other one said, no, the dead son is yours, and the living son is mine, and they speak this way in front of the king, and after Shlomo reviews what each one says in passage 24 of chapter 3 in Malachim the king says bring me a sword and you can only imagine the tension that existed in the room what in the world does the king want a sword for and they bring the sword before the king and the king says cut the living baby in half give one half of the baby to each mother and the mother of the living baby because her literally her emotions and her compassion was so aroused regarding her son and she cries out please know my master give her the living child but don't kill my baby there's also and the other one says, I won't have him. You won't have him. Cut him in half. Don't ask what the other one was thinking. The Mepharshim do talk about that. But the king said, to Give this one, the one that cried out not to kill the baby, give her the living child. Don't kill the baby. Timo, that is its mother. Shlomo was brilliant, and the word, the next pasuk, the Vayishmu Kol Yisrael, the entire nation heard of this mishpat, this judgment, which the king ruled. Vayiru mitpnei ki ra'u ki elukim they saw that literally the Chochmah of God was within him. Remember, this is the only story. And what do we have after that? Bahia Melech Shlomo, Melech, of The very first verse of the next chapter, King Shlomo was the king over the entire nation. What a powerful story. What a powerful lesson. The lesson is that each and every one of us have to realize that while we might not Shlomo, Melech Yisrael but each father who's the head of his family and each employer who's the head of his business and every principal who's the head of his school and every administrator who runs a program each and every one of us has to realize as the Rambam writes in chapter 3 of Hilchos Molachim aloch Avav Shalibo the heart of the king who lev kol kahal Yisrael the ha incredible sensitivity, feeling for all that are underneath you. You have to be able to relate to all. And literally, as Rashi tells us at the very beginning of creation, in chapter 1, Pasuk, Twenty-six. God says, "Let us make man." God forbid, us. There's only one God. Who's the us? So Rashi tells you on the spot that the Torah does not hesitate from teaching us umidas The God is consulting with His heavenly tribunal and court. agodol nimlach reshus literally that the one at the top is to show respect and consult with doesn't mean you have to listen, and you're going to do what you want respectfully, though. But the idea is that you're going to give kavod, and this is the tension that literally every parent faces. On the one hand, what did the Rashi say? On the one hand, Rashi told us, regarding the request of Moshe, that she has veil called echod vi dato. You have to tolerate, you have to realize that every child is different, every child is unique, and you have You have to teach each child individually what's coming to them. But on the other hand, what does the second Rashi say? You have to know how to discipline. You have to know how to put your foot down. And this is true in all areas. And this is that very delicate balance that we need. We need this in the home, we need this in the synagogue, we need this all over, and this is what we need, especially now, during the three weeks. During this time, especially, we have to show more tolerance, more respect, more avas Yisrael, one to another. And that, hopefully, will bring about the change as the Novi Zachariah promised us, That the fast day that we just fasted this past Tuesday, and unfortunately, two weeks from this coming Tuesday, is going to be Tisha B'Av. We have to realize that one of the biggest problems in our country, where I'm privileged to give this broadcast from, is unfortunately the tension that exists between the religious and the not yet religious. And even within the religious, the religious and the religious. And therefore, the lesson of Yivkot Hashem, is as meaningful today, 3,000 years later, than when Moshe pronounced those words. Shabbat Shalom
5: to all.
1: Sofiyah Besimloch aleinu Ki mechakim anachulach <laughs> Mosai, Mosai Timeloch b'tziyon Bekarov b'yameinu Li olam etishko. kal ma so Go on. This is God, this is God,
0: It's a good one. That is the uh, Mimkom done by Gershon Verobo, of course. Uh, Took it off the Om Tov Treasury CD, which really, it's an amazing, amazing CD, I must say. A lot of good material on it. Acapella style. Uh, 17 minutes before 9 o'clock, Friday, J.M. in the A.M., candle lighting 813. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. The... um, Right after this radio program, and I mean right after this radio program. One second. Here we go. Right after this radio program, at 9 a.m., Naomi Nachman, the Aussie Gourmet, is live, and I mean live, on jmnam.org from Gourmet Glot. It's going to be happening with the Aussie Gourmet between 9 o'clock and 10.30. Tune in and enjoy. We'll have the video up on my website. Uh, Make sure to be tuned in. Table for Two, a very popular show here on our network. And I'm sure today will be no exception. So make sure to be tuned in. Uh, All day long, the incredible Erev Shabbos music stream. There is no better way to prepare for Shabbos than with our music stream in the background. At your office, at your home, in your car, wherever it is. You will absolutely love it. Uh, The stream available to you and uh, filled with Erev Shabbos elections for the three weeks. Coming up on uh, Saturday night, tomorrow night, I've host Saturday Night Siegel, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the stream. Coming up on uh, Sunday, Matis hosts J.M. Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time on the stream, and right after the 8 o'clock news from Israel in English, Sunday morning at 8, he'll speak to Dr. Lauren Schiffman, who just met with the Pope, and I am anticipating that being a real must-listen, a... Um, Radio destination or computer destination, depending on the case. Um, so that's coming up with Matis on Sunday. Monday we're here at JM in the AM, and then on uh, Tuesday we have quite a day. We're going to be visiting Camp Has, where we're going to uh, record Wednesday morning's JM in the AM. And then we will be at the NYPD Hatzala game. We may have found a color commentator to... Uh, help out Daniel Gordon with the play-by-play on Tuesday night, who will be there until I get there. NYPD Hatsala starts at 6 p.m. at MCU Park. We'll be on our stream with a pregame at about 5.45, and then the game, play-by-play by Daniel Gordon, uh, on our web stream at jmnam.org. So make sure you tune in Tuesday night. You'll hear some great sports broadcasting. Brand new Shalshalas and the Maccabeats. JM and the AM. Na, 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 na. a cappella treasury yom tov cd here on our friday morning it's error of shabbos Parsh's pinchas with candlelighting time at 8 13 on this Erev of shabbos many synagogues begin earlier make sure you know when things start where you are naomi nachman table for two live from gourmet glott cedarhurst coming up at 9 a.m eastern time on our stream at jmnam.org make sure to be tuned in for that and plenty of great programming all through the weekend on our stream make sure to be tuned in And enjoy. Time to take a Shabbos with journeys at JM and the AM. sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. 91.9 FM in Rockland County and around the world on the web at jmnam.org Well, make sure to be tuned in to uh, our stream at jmam.org. as Naomi Nachman and Table for Two comes to you live from Gourmet Glot in just a moment. Have a wonderful time with our incredible programming all weekend long. Monday we're back starting at 6 a.m. Until then, have a wonderful Shabbos, a great weekend, and Nahum Sigal reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.